Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends, the uh, long-running now full-series podcast about urban legends, myths, UFOs, monsters, water sprites, all kinds of bollocks, really. Uh, I am erotic baker, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is camping enthusiast, Mr... Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? It's been okay, actually, yeah. Yeah, been out camping. Yeah, um, you know, been been some hilarious shenanigans and shit. Really? Uh, yeah. What? what well, I was, of... I was just like you know unfolding an umbrella. I was finding oh. it out from you know near behind me, and uh, I had the light on in the tent, and then from from outside the tent, it <laughs> oh, looks wow. like uh, well, you can imagine. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, oh uh, they what... got a bit spooked. I had to go out and reassure them. <laughs> Oh, so you so you go to campsites? You don't go like wild camping? Um, yeah, no, I go I go wild camping in um, pub car park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, supermarket car parks, cub park car parks. Anyway, yeah. And, anyway, I I like you know a nice hard, a nice firm mattress mm. normally. So a nice, nice firm kind of like a. I don't know if you remember you. You know, um, once went um, on a campsite in Greece. A nice, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, a nice, a nice firm layer there. You know, nice firm. You have to sleep on. You know, it does gravel. wear on the pegs a little bit, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but pegs, pegs meaning back. Yeah. Um, so what kind of tent are you rocking at the moment? Something flash, like a, a Pegasus four nine seven, something like that. Oh no, no, it's the upgraded Pegasus twenty two twenty five. Oh, very nice. That's a six yeah. six man tent, isn't it? With <laughs> a with a six person with, tent with the additional foyer, well, yeah, with and, nice and obviously foyer. The, the side flaps, you know, got to cap the side flaps, yeah. keep um, keep yeah. the Absolutely. air in and out at the same time. Absolutely, yeah, it's a revolutionary new three dry weave. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what kind of what kind of stove you got? Um, a little Eddie coal grinder, little yeah, Eddie. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of people. So you, you, you think a lot of people think, Well, a lot of people think bigger is better, but you know, actually, that mm. puts out, you know, yeah. a lot of heat. I can, I can grill three steaks on that. Oh, lovely! Not taking up a lot of room either. So. Uh, well, that's that's where the little part comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Has it got like a little face on it, like a Henry? Yeah, it's like a, It's like a, it, well, no, it looks like a Henry the Eighth, but it's um, <laughs> it's like it's. it's like a screaming, um, caloric face. Lovely. I'm not, um, I'm not sure why it's called a little Eddie. It looks like a better guy. There we go. Well, life's little mysteries, isn't it? Well, you know, isn't isn't life better for those mysteries now? Exactly. Neil? Yeah. Um, than any other kind I can't of. Know all the answers, or they'd just be boring, wouldn't it? You got what kind of Swiss Army knife you got? Um, I've got the um, Victrola fifty-five thousand. Um, oh, nice. It's got a um, sixteen-piece dinner. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's got, got a soup, soup spoon. Um, it's, it's got, got um, yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, got um, melon baller. Yep. Yeah, uh, eyelash plucker. Nail um, file. Yep. Yeah. You can do your pedicures while a you're out. Walking wardrobe. And uh, <laughs> you can also a, t- and a, t- and a small TV. And, yep. 
Okay, is there any? Is it's, there quite, any... it's quite a lot. Personally, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's quite a big. You know, it's not exactly pocket size, but I find you know, it's well, got you the s- right number of tools for the job for me. Nice. Is there any? Um, as a camping enthusiast, is there any piece of equipment that you would like to recommend to the listeners? That's an issue. Well, do you know what? I can guarantee enough. You know, a good, good, sturdy toilet. You're anything like me. <laughs> Just turn the chemical toilet. Yeah, just you know, pack, stick that in just the could Take care of anything. It's something you could, something you could literally just like you know lose a body in, and that's you could dissolve a Christmas cake. You yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, I'm sure the listeners have been, uh, found that useful. I'd just get off my nose if they didn't. Have been a few <laughs> careless. Yeah. So, erotic bakery is that? Yeah. Is that? Are you, are you kind of like baking in an erotic environment, or are you baking erotic <laughs> things, or a mixture of the two? Uh, well, it's a mixture of three things. Oh, uh, okay. It's it's an erotic environment. Like a terrible Kinder egg. <laughs> <laughs> like a terrible Kinder egg with no treat. Yeah. So it's an erotic environment. So very much like a Kinder egg. Then. Very much like Kinder. <laughs> erotic environment. Yeah. The uh, stuff that I'm baking is in erotic shapes. Yeah. And I do it erotically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're, I get a lot. Your, get a your lot. genitals aren't engaging with the participants. With the, with the batter. No, they're not. <laughs> no, yes. they're not. Yes. Um, no, I, I wear, um, <clears throat> do you remember um, the band Cameo? Yes. Yeah, I wear one of, those, one of those thongs, have you? One yeah. of those posing pouches. Yeah. Um, and I get a presumably. Just that and a penny. Yeah, um, I get a lot of um, hen do's and uh, stag do's that c- that come in. You know, it's kind of a nice day out for them. They have like a glass of bubbly and watch me cook, and then they um, eat cakes shaped like penises afterwards. Okay. They filled with a lot of cream. Oh, so much cream, so much <laughs> cream. <laughs> that occasions some raucous giggling, I would imagine. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yes, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll pipe some cream into their mouths if they want that. I mean, but you know, it's dealer's choice, really. I'll do kind yeah. of whatever I, whatever I need to do to get, you know, a few, get, a few get paid, get a few bucks. And what, what's, uh, what's particularly erotic about the environment that you're in, other than you're obviously charging it up? Um, I've, I've stuck a load of, uh, crude posters on the wall. <laughs> Oh, right, so like a men's locker room then. Very much like a men's locker room, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't get on too well with the hen parties, but maybe it fits the vibe, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not just women on the board. I mean, it's kind of like... It's um, like they've walked in on you when you're, you know, you're in a private saucy bakery and then they, you know... It's like, it's like I'm doing it in a garage, basically, yeah. you know, like a car mechanics, yeah. something like that. Yeah, like... Yeah. Um, it's like they went into the secret male world and then they sort of make... I have like that Athena... Being a private dancer. I have like that Athena poster of the topless man holding a baby and that kind of oh. stuff from the, from the nineties. Nice. Got like Cindy Crawford, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. You know, I've got oh. all the all of the people up Cater- there. Catering to all tastes, then. Catering to all tastes. Yeah. Well, why not? It's why not? Hey. So that's the end of that section. Um, oh. so, <laughs> <laughs> enough of that, as we say. <laughs> so, uh, this week, Neil, um, how do you feel about, uh, large people? Are, are we can... talking, I mean, are we talking like tallness or, or girth here? Tallness. <laughs> tallness. Uh, yeah, f- fine, you know. 
Yeah, can, can, can be a hard hard world if you're too tall. The world is not designed for uh, you know. Well, we're both quite tall, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, you're what six three. I'm sort of something like six four. Yeah, yeah so I'm sort of six one and a half, six two, something like that. So yeah, you know, leg rooms, leg rooms at a premium. I find these days. Yeah, but, plane flights are terrible. Yeah, well, always were, but yeah. But they made it kind of made it even worse. But I just, do you know what? Like the little treat I give myself as I pay for the extra leg room seat. Because do you know what I think I, I think I'm worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's always good. well. Quite often as well. If you you know above a certain height or whatever, then they, they sometimes... rather than getting deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> yeah. No. That's always good. Um, but sometimes as well, they'll put you on the kind of like um, what do they call it? There's there's one aisle I think where they they have the emergency doors that give yeah. you the leg room as well. Sometimes you get that, which is good. Well, they know that you have to always pay extra for that now. Oh, okay. I've been, oh, okay. See, I've not been on the plane for a few years now, but um, yeah, yeah, a couple of times I got offered that for free because I was oh, kind of okay. like, "Oh, are you trying to charge me extra?" And they're just no. To be honest, you just look like you'd be a bit more of a hassle for people to get past. <laughs> <laughs> so stick you there for free, mate. So now, what I would say is, we're both quite tall, but are we thirteen feet tall? Because um, today we are talking about the giant of Kandahar. Oh. Who is a giant? Apparently, who was engaged in battle with U.S. forces in Afghanistan. Wow! So is this, is this human being? Allegedly, it's a giant. It's a giant something. Well, it, well, it might not be. If it's, it's a, a human, if it's, it's a giraffe, it's anything. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's humanoid. Humanoid. Okay, fair enough. So it's quite large for a person. Yeah, I mean, it's person-like thing. I don't, that really tall guy is in the Guinness Book of Records. I don't think he was even that tall. Nowhere near, no. I'm, uh, you know. Probably about nine foot or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Pipsqueak. Um, so, um, the source which I'm going to go from, uh, to start with is the Military Times. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but unsurprisingly, they are taking quite a skeptical view on it. But, um, it's oh. the, it's the longest article I could find, so that's the one I'm going for. Oh, out at least fifty minutes out of this. Uh, and so this was written by Jeff uh, uh, Wicks and John Simpkins on Tuesday, November the first. Two J's doesn't say the year. Okay, you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's dive in. Okay. Our bound. Here we go. So, like any military campaign, (laughs) those who fought in the Afghanistan war hold memories both shared and personal. Tell me about it. But on this Halloween, we want to draw your attention to more otherworldly concerns. We speak, of course, of the giants of Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. creatures from times past and parts unknown who were purportedly spotted outside the US garrison once upon a time. So they're doing this as a kind of Halloween thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Encounters with these beings, which some outlets claim to have occurred during the service members' deployment to Afghanistan, were recently recapped on the Havoc Journal uh, Havoc Journal blog, a website dedicated to veterans' news and issues. Mm-hmm. The accounts below originally appeared on Tales from the Grid Square, a collection of military encounters with the supernatural, penned by author Nick Orton. 
During the war, many members of the US military and coalition would encounter activities which would defy normality, Autumn wrote on the Havoc Journal. I'm not going to do a voice because I'm respecting his service. Yeah, probably as well. Harder than they all do. And that's really difficult for me because you know me lacks my voice. You do like a voice, yeah. I like my voices. Yeah. Okay. Uh, UFOs, cryptids and ghosts. Many bore witness to immense and immeasurable mystery of Afghanistan. Uh, what they witness is often kept close to the heart, be it terrifying or truly something incredible. Chief among those terrifying encounters was an incident in 2002 with a giant of Kandahar. Ooh. I mean, you think you wouldn't, you know, as I understand. You Strange know, things in the desert, Neil. Well, you know, there's enough, you know, fighting in Afghanistan, there's enough kind of like hardship and horrors already and having to, uh, you know, find find ones with yeah. entities. So, Deal with this kind yeah. of shit. Interesting. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Um, so it bleeds, we can kill it, Chris. Remember that. I always, always yeah. remember that. You taught me that. Yeah. Do you remember when remember we, um, for the book you, Predator, when we used to work together yes. in that office? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, it was a very normal office, <laughs> perfectly legal. <laughs> so the giant of Kandahar, a biblical cryptid creature that special forces stumbled upon biblical. as the yeah, as the giant was doing giant things like cooking giant food and minding his giant business. See, they've got a, they've got a playful tone. It's yeah, it's it's not that's that's good. It's not a it's not a serious set of assertions. Fair enough. They could so, have gone further, you know, like you know, playing with giant Lego bricks, and, <laughs> you know, watching giant TV, yeah, stroking his giant cat. Yeah, he had a lion as a cat. Um, so, according to online accounts, the giant of Kandahar, who was said to be responsible for an entire patrol going missing, stood a towering 13 feet tall. It sported a shock of flaming red hair, had six fingers on each hand and two rows of teeth for gnashing, thrashing and showcasing a smile that was undeniably dashing. So I'm not like, I'm not enjoying the tone of this, but I'm just reading it verbatim. It's a, bit, it's, it's a bit too light-hearted for me. This sounds serious. Well, God forbid anything on this podcast should be light-hearted. <laughs> we like something a bit more serious and pompous, and then we can sort of, like, you know, because there's a real danger that it's actually be a lot funnier than anything we can come up with. So Yeah, I mean, don't put any effort in, and you're going to do that. Yeah, so, you know, we're we're really on thin ice here. But what I will say is this does have quite a lot of kind of quotes from this blog site and stuff of of encounters and stuff. So it's kind of worth getting through this bit. I mean, it sounds like they're not taking it terribly seriously, but, you know, hey, you know. I believe believe this is a known thing, Crystal. You say you've assured me. Yeah. So upon contact, the giant purportedly killed one U.S. service member with a spear, only to be vanquished by the rest of the unit courtesy of 30 seconds of sustained gunfire according to an account on allthatsinteresting.com. As the story... Yeah. Okay. As the story goes, the soldiers loaded the giant's corpse onto a helicopter and it was never seen again. Well, you don't want stories like that getting out. Well... Hell for morale, wouldn't it? Well, you'd imagine that they're trying to reverse engineer it to make super soldiers. That's also a possibility. Conspiracy theorists prompting, uh, sorry, promoting the story 
prompted the fact-checking outlet Snopes to investigate in 2016. To the surprise of none, bewildered Pentagon officials told Snopes they had no record of such an incident, which is exactly what they That's what they want you to believe, yeah. So I reckon, um, reckon Rumsfeld was breeding them in a basement somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, some giants onto. That I reckon. Factor. I reckon it was. Uh, it backfired. I reckon it was uh, Clinton's um, <laughs> illegitimate son. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I reckon. Predictably, proud wearers of the world's Probably largest to Hunter Biden, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I presume he's like an old... six fingers, yeah. two sets of teeth. Yeah. Uh, predictably, proud wearers of the world's largest tinfoil hats responded along the lines of, that's exactly what someone hiding a 13-foot-tall body would say. Nevertheless, the supernatural tales achieved a modicum of mainstream attention when it was featured on the Coast to Coast AM radio show, hosted by the late, great Art Bell. There are many... who you are, sir. Apologies. <laughs> There are many accounts of soldiers who have reported seeing massive humanoids that tower over the normal men in Afghanistan, Autumn continued. These stories are out there, albeit hard to come by. Not many are going to come forward and claim they saw a massive man running around the mountains of Afghanistan, but perhaps there is something truly massive out there. Maybe it's just two tall guys in, like, an overcoat. <laughs> trying, to, yeah. trying to scare off the like American soldiers. Act, yeah. Well, you know, you did try anything, wouldn't you? Mm. Just one one of many guerrilla tactics. One of the less successful. Psy- psyops. Yeah. The Afghan psyops department, yeah. <laughs> hey, get on his shoulders. Um, in his post, Orton shares seven other gigantic tales he allegedly collected from military members. They include the giant of Kandahar, a massive being an infantry team leader reportedly saw during the deployment between 2008 and 2000. Oh, sorry, the giant of Kunar. Uh, so, the giant more of, than one of these then yeah apparently yeah. giant of Kuna massive being an infantry team leader reportedly saw during an employment a deployment between 2008 and 2009 while overlooking a village one fateful night the soldier peered through his newly uh, mounted thermal scope as he spanned the valley he came across <clears throat> a very large heat signature he assumed it was a group of Taliban fighters huddled together around well, a well, light. Showed us. <laughs> yeah. What the guys have you up to now? The, the, the Taliban gymnastics team. Yeah. The cheerleaders, maybe. Do they like... Do, I'm, 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 I mean, I don't know much about it, but I'm sure that the Taliban really love cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're fun guys, aren't they? They love <laughs> a bit of into the world. Yeah, yeah why not? A bit, yeah, a bit, a bit of fun guy, yeah. <laughs> Hey, come on, guy, calm down, pussycat. What's it, what's it gonna hurt, eh? Hey, come on, have a laugh. Hey, turn that frown upside down, my friend. Oh, you can't have a bit of fun. Hey, come on, we're in the desert. It's cold. It's boring. What are we gonna yeah. do? Look at mountains? No. Let's have a little dancey booze. <laughs> um, so all of a sudden, the heat signature stood up as one being. The soldier recalled wasn't expecting that. Was not. The soldier recalled in Orton's post, the trees in the area grew up to about ten or twelve feet tall, and this thing was at least as tall, if not taller, than the trees that surrounded it. Well, that could be thirteen feet. That could be thirteen feet tall. I mean you would 
I wonder how many NBA scouts are out there now kind of risking their necks in the mountains of Afghanistan. They're just looking for giants. <laughs> yeah, trying to get like a new center for the bulls. Oh yeah, if you could teach them, teach them basketball, that mm. would be, uh, yeah, yeah. You're 13 feet tall, you're taller than Three pointers all day long. Why would you get, why would you get them to do three pointers if they're 13 feet tall? It's more, more than two points, isn't it? I yeah, I know, know, but I mean, surely. No, yeah, you probably just run up and just, just drop it in when you, well, I don't yeah. know, because from that distance, well, yeah, I suppose there is a bit more aiming, isn't there? So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, big, a bit more a, aiming than just dropping it dropping in. Dropping in. Well, yeah, all right. Was it, uh, yeah, is this no. why you is this why you were sacked as head scout <laughs> for the Denver Nuggets? Well, yeah, I convinced them that I was. Yeah, my my data analysis was going to be the thing that took <laughs> money ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was more money bullshit in my case. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just my, my my two things were just yeah, trying to going for three pointers constantly and trying to find somebody who's thirteen feet tall and count <laughs> on both counts. <laughs> And you're going to get him to be a three-pointer. Yeah. Guy. So this would, yeah, I mean, that would be, this would be very much the version of like Route One football, wouldn't it? He'd be like, just, yeah, just get, it to, get to it to the big, big man up top. Get it to the big man, yeah. Yeah. No, stop defending. Just get it. Get it to the big, big lad up front. Yeah, just front. chuck it as, chuck it as, yeah, just chuck Hard it. at the big lad up front. He'll, he'll take care he'll of ca- it. He'll catch it. it. No one can yeah. get it. And then. Beautiful. We just drop it. I mean, the, like, if, it, if he's that tall, then the net would be at around tit height for him. Yeah. So easy, isn't it? You know, you would imagine he's that... off the other end, just plucking him out of the, the net the other side. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he doesn't really need any teammates at that point, does he? No, not at all. Well, well yeah, because no, he, he can't dribble. Chris. Can't dribble properly. No, too tall for that. Got six fingers. He's got to pull it out, pass it on to one of his teammates, then they got to dribble it across, lump it up. Yeah, um, I mean, see, so that would... would be very effective strategy, but it'd be a very boring game just watching like one thirteen foot guy. Stacking it from one end to the other, it would catching them out, passing to his teammates, and then someone just lumps it up to him. The one thing which is like which undeniably is good, successful, though. One thing which is good about basketball is it is quite a spectacular sport with all the slam mm. dunking and like the quick dribbling and all that kind of stuff. Like it's quite so it's quite a spectacle of the American sports. I could probably go to a basketball match and enjoy it. Yeah, I've, I've never really probably sat because he's. I mean, I have. I've sort of watched a little bit of it. Because you don't, like the slam dunks and stuff, because it's quite fast paced. Mm. I mean, it's the thing that, I, that really struck me is it's really, really like fast scoring. Mm. But I haven't seen lots and lots of slam dunks and stuff within clips that I've seen. Because I imagine that, like, you'd have to have quite a lot of room. Because you're basically showing off at that point, aren't you? But if you show mm. off too much, I assume, like, defenders are going to get in and stuff. Yeah, but it's like, um, you'll be quite confident. Do you know what I mean? You need enough you space to. It's not like slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk. But I mean, when yeah. it happens, it's like, weird. Yeah, it's like a real. It'll happen kind of a, few times, a few times, a few times. Match. Oh, okay. So it does happen like in most. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's where I was kind of getting. At. I didn't know whether it was like you know, really kind of rare or kind of yeah. Well, if you've got the space and you can get above the rim, then it's the safest way to score, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's, it's, it's the thing, isn't it? It's being able to run in and get the space because I've seen it's usually anyway. This is but. It's normally talk it's, about who doesn't know what you're talking it's about. It's normally when you're on the counter attack. Yeah. That's the thing I do find is it usually is a lot of kind of like very fast paced and it's just just getting it in. Or, and so I would recommend go for the three points because it's one more. <laughs> and that's two, that's, two en- that's two English people talking about basketball, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, any American people just like howling in fury at that, <laughs> especially from me. But okay, here they go. Okay, so the giant stride was slow and relaxed. 
Yeah, it moved with an incredible speed. Well, that's just having a long gait, isn't it? Uh, the it takes a while to speed up, doesn't it? <laughs> Once he gets going, though. Oh, it's like freight train. You know, I mean, he's not going to be an Usain Bolt, but uh, I'll tell you what, you know, it's 10,000 metres. You're going to struggle to get past him. Uh, the I, I, I think you'd be, I think you'd be a multi-threat in any sports competitions, to be honest with you, Chris. Really? Swimming as well. Well, yeah, I mean, so you're, mm, you know, you know, long reach, isn't he? So he's going to be whizzing. Maybe not, that. maybe not something like baseball or cricket, where you've got to have eye-hand eye coordination. It could be a fierce, fast bowler potentially, but yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not as accurate. Who knows? He'd be good at the the physical sports. Yeah. So the giant stride was slow and relaxed, yet it moved with incredible speed. The soldier added, noting uh, the giant's chill yet purposeful vibe. It walked parallel to the soldier's position for a time before disappearing along a nearby spur. I mean, the one thing is, it's like if you're running into like heavily armed people all the time, Mm. I mean, because I'm presumably he's not bulletproof. It's, well, we we know from this one encounter. He's, yeah, but I had but, to f- sustain fire at him for thirty seconds to get him down. So then he must have like you know hard skin or because just because you're thirteen foot tall, that's not going to make you any less susceptible to bullets. Isn't he, he might have really really sinewy tight muscles, like mm. a, like a chimp. Well, certainly, if he can uh, withstand a hail of bullets. Um, so stories of the encounter were not shared with many, the soldier reportedly said, but memories of what he'd seen came flooding back after listening to Coast to Coast Dispatch. I think that's what I saw, a member of... I think that's what I saw, a member of an ancient race of giants that descended from fallen angels, he wrote, obviously. Yeah. Now, now that you mention it... Or it could be something like Sasquatch, I'm not sure, one or the other. Fallen angel, Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, how do we know those two things are mutually exclusive? Is Bigfoot a fallen angel? Is that what we're saying? No. Why? Why, why is it so hard to capture evidence of them? Well, that's yeah. it. And we, yeah, and we know, and, God, and we know God likes them hairy. <laughs> and well, he does. He certainly does. You read the, you know, Reggie Barber, you know this. And well, listen, you know, you can see more and more of the Sasquatch coming out because of you know the way that we're treating nature. Well, unless that just pushes, so I, so pushes him even further. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or do you really push him further away? And it would just appear in the sky one day when we'd really fucked it. And it's like, I told you. But now it's too late. Because we're all clinging to uh, whatever. Uh, life rafts or whatever, you know. In our, our screens. Yeah. So Orton also included a story of an anonymous Air Force drone operator who was working in the northern part of Afghanistan during the war. Scanning around, doing my thing and looking for stuff, he recalled. One day, the drone operator spotted oh, three... Oh, an orphanage. That looks like a legitimate target. <laughs> Lazily. I think I saw someone run in there. There's a 20% chance there's a terrorist now. Fuck it. The drones aren't going to launch themselves. Well, they've got out to be terrorists. Five o'clock, time to go home. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everyone's done something if you really want to get into it. That's what you want, moral relativism in a, in a drone operator, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my, my Xbox controller is running real, out of battery. A real lack of willingness to do overtime. <laughs> I'm clocking off. Yeah. Um, so one day, the drone operator spotted three giants, each standing roughly 12 feet tall. Oh, having a little okay. meeting. 
There's a rule at all that tells you how wide your crosshair is, and the people were as tall as the crosshair was wide, the operator said. This was all in mid-wave infrared at night, so they showed up as black humanoid heat signatures. So they're doing a lot of rocking about night. I mean, it sounds like they're doing a lot of raving to me. <laughs> Massive ravers. They've just got their heads on. on They've been listening to Armin Van Helden or yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just come up with a cheeky little groove. They've all, they're all sort of like, you know, under the desert or in a cave or something, just like doing some production. And they'll all get together. <laughs> they found. Share the tunes. <laughs> Sticking it on SoundCloud. Absolutely, just fucking loving it at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, got Ableton Live rocking. Yeah. Managed, to get, managed to get a cracked version of that. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, listen to this. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Oh, that's sweet. What, oh. what, what 808 are you using? <clears throat> oh, I love that bass drop. Oh, you've got the synth package. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to sound well 80s. It's got to be amazing, mate. Um... I mean, as, but as you know, um, giants all prefer two-step garage to house music. Yes. Don't they? Yeah. Famously. Yeah, big fans of Craig David. Yeah, Fats and Small. Yeah, I can't remember any of the other. <laughs> I can't remember any other <laughs> two-step garage. <laughs> no. I mean, it was quite prominent in the mid-90s, wasn't it? But uh, it didn't. a lot of it didn't stick in my head. It was all right. Well, Artful Dodger, was that another name? Artful Dodger, yeah. yeah. Well, I quite liked... With with two set garages, um, they did a lot of remixes of hip hop songs. Okay, so that was quite good in clubs when I used to go to clubs. Yeah, I just, whenever it's like well, there's a scene where every beat, well, it's cause every beat was exactly the same in two step, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Makes it very easy to do DJing. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Even I could um, could beat match that shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, for 10 minutes, the operator observed them, during which time he reported the giants tended their fire and performed other chores. Oh. Sound all right, don't they? Yeah, just going about their business. Bit of hoovering. I hope this is going to end up with them getting a drawn launch down. <laughs> the only interesting thing was the size, the operator wrote. The goats looked like cats next to them. Oh, so they're 10 goats as well. Yeah. I mean, they sound all right so far. Is he sure he didn't fall asleep reading about sort of Greek mythology or something? It sounds like he might well have. Yeah. Was it Cyclops with me, 10 goats or something? Uh, well, they might have been giant goats, I don't know. Sheep, Cyclops. Was it sheep? Yeah, apparently. Um, another airman recalls doing a pre-op soak northeast of uh, Karengal Valley, where he scanned and analysed real-time video feeds. According to his elaborate account, the airman watched some dudes around a fire. Dude. Oh no! <laughs> some dudes! Um, around a fire to see if he could identify any weapons. After about 20 minutes, what we thought were two dudes. <laughs> they are dudes. How do you know they're not dudes just because they're tall? Yeah, it could be dudettes. I never knew a guy who was seven for the chill, man. It doesn't happen. <laughs> you can be doing that, man. Um, what we thought were two dudes. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> they were six foot eight, man. You just 
You can chill out. <laughs> Huddle together. Um, You're judging, bro, just the way it is. This is quite, this is quite sweet. So the, the two dudes were huddled together under a blanket. Mm. And then they stood up. The airman wrote, This guy made the rest of the dudes look like children in terms of height. He stood up and walked over to a mud hut that he had to bend way over to get in. So he's hanging, so is he hanging around with normal people? Is that what he's saying? See, I don't know. Cause if he's, if it's his own hut, wouldn't they? You'd build what you'd build one to your own size, wouldn't you? Although maybe you don't want to stand out. Yeah, so you know, because I imagine, sadly, yeah, they probably get tormented. You know, it's just you know, just getting a whole bunch of um, Afghanistan people who happen to be very, very tall for some reason, but yeah, they have to go off and find their own way. Finally, an Australian army officer who was on sentry duty in the country. Oh, mate! Oh, no! He's fucking massive! Look at his size of that one! <laughs> Bloody hell! I thought he was a yowie! We've clearly not learned our lesson from the, uh, <laughs> whatever, Paul Valach episode or whatever it was. Finally, the Australian army officer who was on sentry duty in the country's, uh, Urgzgan province recalled spotting a giant going for a leisurely stroll around a nearby compound. It was lanky and wore unusual clothing, he said. By uh, lazing the compound, the officer estimated the giant to be about 1,800 metres away. It wasn't in any hurry, and I followed it for around five minutes before it went out of my field of vision the officer recalled, adding that he suspected the giant to be about 12 or 14 feet tall. It just looked like it was walking, he wrote on Orton's post. It wasn't in a hurry at all, but it was aware of what was happening around it. I kept looking around, especially near the compounds. I don't know if anyone else saw anything like it. I never told anyone about it before, but it stayed with me all these years. So, what are you thinking so far, Neil? I mean, they don't seem to be up to any harm, other than, I mean, we've had one attack, but then they came in tooled up. I mean, who knows? Maybe they were well, a bit feisty, you know, and, you know, he's, he's only got a spear. But, yeah, the rest of them just seem to be going about their business. I don't, you know. Yeah. They're not, problem. They, they, they don't seem to be partisan in the war, do they? Well, no. You know, maybe they want to stick out of it. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Pacifists. So I'm going to now uh, read from allthat'sinteresting.com because that was a cited article. I mean, it's it's got to be interesting with that title, so that would be a way to go. <laughs> and it's by Bernadette uh, Giacomazzo. Yeah. And it's the mythical Kandahar giant, the biblical cryptid allegedly killed by US special forces in Afghanistan. And I'll try not to. And the, bi- 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 the biblical bit as well. So this is, this is, was we're it gonna get... angels? Okay. We're going to, we're going to have a look at that. Yeah. Um, so in August 2016, a YouTuber posted a lengthy interview with a military contractor identified only as Mr. K. In the, inter- in the interview, Mr. K claimed to have been present during the brutal slaughter of a killer he called the Kandahar Giant. The killing of the giant, he said, took place during not the... Not high... civilian, absolutely not. No, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 giant. giant. Biblical giant. You've just sewn three pieces together. This is horrifying. 
This ill-advised cover-up story. No, that's a giant guy. Oh, guy, look. Look, he's a big guy. What's it got? What's it got? It's got three belly buttons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the killing of the giant, he said, took place during the height of Operation Enduring Freedom. Oh, I remember those oh. days. In 2002, when the military was engaged in fierce battles with the Taliban in their de facto capital in the Kandahar province during the US invasion of Afghanistan. But this was no human fighter. I'll just point out as well, Chris, that, that freedom certainly endured for mm. about 10 seconds after the left Afghanistan. Anyway, enough of that. The Kandahar giant, Mr. K, said, was 13 feet tall with fiery red hair, six fingers, two sets of teeth. It even killed one special force soldier with a spear before the rest of the unit brought it down with 30 seconds of sustained gunfire. After they radioed it in, the army took away his corpse and it's been hidden ever since. So... A sense of deja vu here, Chris. <laughs> um... There is some different stuff, but that's, no, no, that's cool. yeah. to some repeated. Yeah. So in 2002... Hey, the facts are the facts, man. You can only, you know... Oh, hey, man. Put a different spin on them, but, you know... Hey, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Go through, you know, go and write my own script for the podcast? That ain't, ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't happening. That ain't happening, son. Preparation. That ain't happening, son. In 2002, a group of soldiers went missing while on patrol in a remote a mountain region of Can, uh, Kandahar in the south of Afghanistan. When they failed to make radio contact for some time, the military sent in special ops unit to investigate. Though the branch of the armed forces they belonged to was never confirmed. Ooh. Then high up in the mountain, the unit came across a cave with scattered army equipment around, but no sign of the missing soldiers. And that's Iron when... Man. <laughs> it's probably, probably Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. Elon Musk, modern, yeah, the yeah. real life, all the real man. life, man, yeah, yeah, uh, and that's when they chanced upon the Kandahar giant. Though the tale grows through telling, with some reports suggest the humanoid grew as tall as fifteen feet tall. This red-haired giant with six digit, uh, digits had leather moccasins. Mm. Mm, nice, very nice, and it smelled like dead bodies. That's <laughs> so nice suddenly emerged from the cave and impaled one of the soldiers with a spear. And that's when they opened fire, ultimately felling the giant with the 30 seconds of continuous gunfire. Well, he's asked for it and he's got it. There <laughs> 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 again. So, between them... I uh, should have brought a spear to a gunfight, they can't <laughs> You giant prick. Giant gun. <laughs> <laughs> Between them, the squad was armed with full-auto M4 carbines. No, beautiful. Recon carbines, semi-automatic, and M107 Barrett anti-material rifles firing 50 caliber BMG. Reads one report. Sure that means something to somebody, fair enough. I think 50 calibers... Um, it's, it's like a big bullet, is it? It's a big bullet, yeah. Yeah. Big bullet. Big bullet for a big lad. You go giant hunting, you better bring a 50 cow. So this much firepower concentrated on one target for one second, let alone 30, would be extremely destructive, Neil. This is what I'm not getting, because, you know, unless they've got some, you know... Well, I don't don't want to... I I don't want to cast aspersions, but... Um, I do sometimes feel like maybe they continue after they necessarily have to. 
Do you reckon well, it was just like a bloody... It was just like that thing <laughs> from Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, you know, it did spear one of their mates. So, yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah, I can't. I guess Make I can't him into a puddle. You know, he's not innocent himself, unlike the other the other ones in the story. So, yeah. So, after the troops killed the giant, it was loaded into a Chinook, uh, which carried it to a transport plane where no one ever saw it again. Well, they just sort of poured it into a Pepsi bottle <laughs> after they done by the sound of it. <laughs> <It's good>. <laughs> <laughs> The, the soldiers were forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement so the government could keep them all quiet. NDC. I mean, but, I mean, surely in the army, if you just were like ordered to never talk about it, that would just be it, wouldn't it? You'd have to sign an NDA, but I don't know. I don't know how um, these things work. I would, well, I guess that... For like the national security reasons, I would have thought you could just be told that you're not allowed to discuss whatever it might be. But I guess that there's no leak. By adding the NDA, then there's legal ramifications, isn't there? Which there might not be for but it's true. Have, order. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. I would, I would have assumed there would be some. It's like you know, you go to some companies, you have to sign the official secrets act or something like that. So even after you've left, you'd still be um, you can be prosecuted if you disclose things. Do you know what? Take them too seriously. It's uh... <laughs> but... why, why, why it was the NDA that pushed me over the edge. <laughs> yeah. Thirty foot guy with a spear. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, fine. But NDA. Oh, come on, man. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Basic contract. Is this tedious technical? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. So, but but that, that was apparently that was the one detail that pushed me over the edge. <laughs> eventually, the soldiers broke their silence because, as one of the people would later say, people have a right to know the truth. No, they don't. You signed an NDA. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Didn't want to. Shouldn't have signed it, could you? <laughs> you know, I was ordered to. No, no, I'd prefer not to, officer. Oh, some someone's going to be getting half rations at the mess. <laughs> so be it. I've made up my mind. <laughs> I need to have a lawyer look over this first. Yeah. I'm not signing it. Um, in August 2016, Snopes reached out to the Department of Defence about the Kandahar giant incident. Department of Defence told the outlet that no uncertain terms they had no record or information about a special forces member killed by a giant in Kandahar. And to be fair, if you're that person answering that call, that's got to be... <laughs> oh, oh, God. Another one of you Stop. fucking wankers. Stop. Stop again. <laughs> what, what do you think is going to happen on this call? Hmm? <laughs> Do you really need me to confirm this? Even if, even if like, there no was... No unicorns, no dragons either. Yeah? But even if there was... They're not going to say. Do you know what I mean? That's that's not what the military do. They're just going, nah. So, what's more, there are no press you releases. Tell, though, the guy sounded kind of shifty. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well. You hear the uh, um, no, um, no, 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 no. Why are you stammering? No, 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 no giants. No, no. No, giant, no giants work in the office here, no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no giants at the, at the top of the tree. Um, so what's more, there were no press releases on the Department of Defence website involving either special forces troops disappearing in Afghanistan or any incident involving soldiers felling a giant, which is a surprise. Of course, as with any good conspiracy, the lack of evidence isn't sufficient proof. Well, it's proof. It's proof. In fact, it's proof that something did happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the probability of, of a squad not coming across a 13-foot person and killing them, I mean, astronomical. Oh. So why would you deny it? <laughs> Snoke's debunking of the legend had quite the opposite effect in certain cryptid spaces which claim that the government is trying to hide the truth from the public. Again, not surprising. 
So around the same time that the Snopes article came out, discrediting story, self-proclaimed supernaturalist, L.A. Mazzuli. Mm. Oh, I can't miss Jim already. Oh, yeah, he's my hero. Self-proclaimed, that's the, that's the kind that's of... That's the main thing, isn't it? <laughs> Told several right-wing websites. That <laughs> bright bar and that. Nice. <laughs> The chance. Can, can this be both really fictional and Nazi adjacent? <laughs> <laughs> it's that sweet spot we like. That's the field we like to plow. Its government was covering up this spectacular story and that those in power had a vested interest in keeping the truth of the biblical prophecies from being exposed to the general public. Oh, yeah, they would. You know who runs Hollywood, Chris. People have no, a right saying, to know. You can't say anything these days, but... People have a right to know about this stuff. If there are 15 or 18 footers roaming the earth and our military has brought them down, we have a right as an American citizen to know about it, he said. It's in the Constitution. I mean, this isn't classified military stuff. This is something we need to know. And it all points to the biblical prophetic narratives. Well, next thing you know, Chris, there's a there's a caravan of illegal immigrant giants <laughs> coming up through Mexico. Exactly. Probably in some cartel. Just it looks God knows what. Stepping over the wall. And they could just scale the wall, yeah. They just, well, they just <laughs> pop up on each other's shoulders. If we don't know about it, how are we going to know yeah. how big How are we going to make... build a wall tall enough? Exactly. How are we going to know? Yeah. Contractors if... haven't got the right specifications because that was withheld. <laughs> That's fine. Fine for all of you libtards who don't live on the border towns. We're getting overrun <laughs> by giants. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to go and buy another twenty. Going to get another fifteens or whatever they're called. So, no. Would you like to know the biblical origins behind the myth? I would love uh, to know the biblical origins because this is the part where you think the right when you get involved. Because you yeah. know, if they're, if, they're, if they're biblical origin, they should be on the. You know, we're. All, I mean, they love a bit of chapel, so you know, fair play to them. So the real story of the Kandahar giant is a lot less interesting than the myth. In 2016, L.A. Mazuli, whose YouTube channel is dedicated to tying current events to biblical prophecies. Nice. <laughs> it's all there. you just got to look for it, Chris. Like fucking Nostradamus everything you need, people. No, it? anything you need just in the Bible. It's all there. So he brought the story uh, roaring back to life thanks to the power of the internet. In a now deleted... Thanks, Internet. Yeah, yet again, thanks, Internet. In a now deleted video, first posted on August 16th, 2016, Mazzuli interviewed a Mr. K, a man purporting to be a soldier, who said he witnessed the giant of Kandahar. Mr. K claimed he saw the giant carrying a spear and murdering a United States soldier named Dan before he and the other special forces took it down. According to Mazzuli, the creature was a, a Nephilim, a group of people mentioned in the Genesis and Numbers book of the Old Testament, who were said to be people of unusually large size and strength that could be found in the Middle East, both before and after the flood of Noah's Ark's fame. Well, because they were quite tall, they were able to sort of like just keep their heads above water. That's it. They just went to some slightly high grounds and that's fine. Yeah, just a little paddle. Like paddling pool, yeah. Was all the other short asses just drowned. But biblical scholars got very efficient. You know, just enough, just enough to drown people. You don't need to do more. <laughs> We've got to show off. You know, it's got it's, it's got costs. Yeah, you know, you've got to go you've got to get this. Got this got to work around the margins. Time and money, yeah. So biblical scholars largely 
agree that uh, Nephilim tales were metaphors, not based on the reality of 13 foot giants living in the desert. Mm. What's more, the only Dan that died in Kandahar around this time was uh, an alleged incident in 2002 was Sergeant First Class Daniel A. Romero, who was killed in a bomb blast alongside three other soldiers. But even with the evidence stacked against it, the myth of the Kandahar giant is to, well, yeah, to be an open secret amongst soldiers. But I've got to say, Chris, you know, if a spear had been thrown from a height of 13 feet, the sheer power, it probably, <laughs> like the shockwaves probably were like an explosion. Well, especially as he's super strong. He's got the yeah, long arms. Exactly. Like so, a, like a trebuchet. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't feel that's inconsistent. <laughs> so, it's apparently an open secret among soldiers who served in Kandahar in 2002, and several veterans who served in the region have said that from that point on, they're instructed to point the weapons high by aiming for the head and then a little higher. Ah, And I think, really, Neil, that's about the story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm just going to quickly look up Nephilim, because... Um... I'll see if there's any interesting fun facts. I thought they were some type of angel Nephilim. I didn't... I remember there was a band, I think they were from like the 80s, called the Fields of the Nephilim. Well, angels can be tall, can't they? Oh, yeah. There's people with Hebrew Bible who are large and strong, loosely translated as giants in some translation. Um, hybrid sons of fallen angels. Yeah, there we go. Am I a Nephilim now? I mean, very, very fallen angel and very <laughs> descended. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you know, one two hundredth, one two hundredth angel. That's not yeah, bad. Like many, many generations. So, uh, like, like with um, that and Genghis Khan, those are the two things. <laughs> yeah, well, like Andre the Giant, he was kind of like, you know, oh, he was a He was an angel to work with. I can tell you that much. Well, yeah. When me and him used to do the Mexican wrestling together. Absolutely. I forget which episode that was from. <laughs> me too. That's, 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 that's what you did. We'll El, go through all of them to find El, out. El Bambino Gigante. That was what I was called. So, I think, Neil, let's go through our scoring system. Let's do it. Well, wasn't as, wasn't as exciting as I was hoping. It was mostly lots of accounts of the one account and then just a lot of people seeing people through viewfinders or whatever. And I wonder whether or not there's something that maybe they weren't as accurate in their estimations because it was miles away. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. There we go, though. Hey, look, at the end of the day, we don't know until we read it. Exactly. And we don't read it until we're... <clears throat> doing it to put out so you know. i mean you know who would know that you know a, a giant of giant man of kandahar would be uh yeah have so little substance to it but hey well, man. lots of sightings though to be fair yeah it's worth a look do you know what worth investigating so neil spookiness what do you reckon you shit uh, yourself oh i'm absolutely terrified so i'm not seeing anything about nephilim being i mean fallen angels is one thing i suppose um, but no, I mean, most of them just seem like chill lads just going about their business. Yep, listen to you know, two step garage, yeah, listen to a bit of two step, you know. Hey, you know, if they want to have a bit of a raid in the desert, well, who are they harming? 
was the man always got to get down on this? You know, maybe maybe don't bring guns into their environment. Well, I mean, obviously you've got that attack from the one. So yeah, thirteen foot guy coming out and rearing at you, who's like semi bulletproof. That'd be reasonably kind of terrifying. But most of them just seem to be going on about their business, as I say. So yeah, it's not. Um, I think it'd be scary if you see one in, in real life. But there's, and I'm kind of like thinking as well. Well, how many of these can sort of possibly be um, pulling around up? Again, it's it's a bit like the cryptids, isn't it? They seem to be more sinned against than sinning for me. So um, I don't think they're that scary. I'm going to give them a, a four. Four. Yeah, I don't... I think the thing is, they're not quite big enough to be really scary. Mm. I mean, they are... The, I mean, yeah, if you think giant, you think, like, you know, I don't know, what, 60 foot or something. You know, like, they are very big, but they're kind of just, like, twice... Twice my height. Twice the size of a human, yeah. So it's kind of like not... I mean, it depends... I guess it all depends on their attitude, really. And they actually seem to be generally quite chilled out, apart from that one who might have just been a bad egg. Yeah. Um, You know, every society has them. Um, The rest of them just seem all right. Like, like warming up. I I don't... I sort of don't really understand what's going on with the blanket one. Like whether it was with it was warming up with yeah, humans, it's nice. it's never, you know. Yeah, I mean, it could just you know they could well be like friend friendly with humans mainly, yeah. unless they kind of run in with guns. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe maybe that one had PTSD who went a bit crazy. I don't know, but um, yeah, they seem all right. Again, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be be fucking odd to see one of them and you wouldn't want to bump into one in the desert i guess at night if you didn't weren't expecting it so uh i'm going to give it a three nil so believability um well it's not <laughs> it's not it's not as unbelievable as a lot of stuff that there's like just some quite big some quite big humans or humanoids do you know what i mean like compared to a lot of the stuff we look at it's not actually completely outrageous. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've, I've given I've given quite high believability scores to some complete <laughs> nut stuff. So um, it's not supernatural or anything. It's just like a, a massive human. So, and there were all kinds of different branches of the hominids, weren't there? So. I'm going to give it a eight for believability, Neil. Wow, that's high. It is high. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to go with that. So for me, I mean, it's not necessarily whether or not we believe it, it's whether people find it believable in and of themselves. I feel like there's quite a lot of kind of like tongue-in-cheek stuff for a lot of these sources. Um, well, that was, the, to be fair, the first article was military times and they were doing it as a tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah, but, you know, I can imagine Squaddy's having a laugh with some of this stuff or just trying to sort of scare each other. I mean, I don't know. It's, um, I'm not sure uh, this would scare them. Well, all right, no, you know what I mean? But, I mean, the, the only thing that sort of like gives it a bit more credence for me is, like, the accounts are quite mundane. Like, they don't, yeah. like, nothing really happens. So, I mean, that's the thing that gives it... I mean, you know, 13-foot people roaming around and wouldn't have ever bumped into them seems unlikely, but I suppose if you, it was going to be anywhere, somewhere very remote like in the deserts of Afghanistan or whatever, or the mountains, then I suppose there's lots of little hiding places. Um, yeah, not sure. I, you know, well, no, don't, personally don't believe it's true. But um, in terms of people believing it, yeah, I can't get a real register on how much they sort of believed it themselves or how much of it is kind of like a bit taking the mic. 
Um, but it doesn't feel like necessarily it's in, yeah, it's I mean it's not I'll give a four. Four. Oh. So narrative premise now. Um yeah, I think there's I mean there's not a lot here, is there? But I, mean, I think that's the thing is is they don't yeah, they don't I just think the idea of kind of like a lost sort of race of you taking the fallen angels aspect, um, and then a sort of like a lost race of fallen, fallen, you know, and they're just sort of, maybe they're dying out or something like that. I think you could, you could, you could do a decent Netflix series out of this. I think the foundations are quite interesting. There's not a lot of meat on the bones, but then I think it's just intriguing enough a concept that you could, um, you could get something out of it, and they've just stumbled across them thanks to all, thanks to the war or whatever. We're all sort of interjecting. Maybe that you know the, the, the Maddox people and stuff who live in the area just kind of turn a blind eye and let them get on with it. Yeah, I think you could turn it. There's not, but there's not lots on here, um, so I'm not going to give it that high score. So it's going to be a six on this for me. Six. So I'm kind of pretty much ignoring the fallen angel aspect of it, and I'm kind of thinking that you know it's kind of a you know like like Neanderthals or whatever. Mm. Like you know, it's it's another you know hominid that very few so there's just a very small amount of them that survive in a very in a very kind of remote place where people don't really go much and it's easy you know it's easy enough for them to hide um i think it's all right because most of this kind of stuff uh is kind of ape creatures like bigfoots and you know that kind of and abominable snowmen i think it's interesting like that the idea is that there are these kind of large pretty much humans you know very similar to us but bigger very tough six fingers two sets of teeth (laughs) nearly bulletproof but that but to be fair if it's a small if it's a small society then they're going to be inbreeding so stuff like that will happen um so yeah i don't mind it um you know i think I think it's I think it's interesting because you don't get a lot of tales of giants these days, um, but also you know you could do something with it like trying to trying to find them and you know you find these kind of big big What's sort of humanoids and stuff. Yeah, exactly. What you know we know they like two step. What else do they like? Um, so I'm going to give it seven nil. Nice. So reach. So. <clears throat> There's a, there's loads of articles on this. Uh, there's not been, I don't know that there's been much in the way of TV or anything. I think it's pretty much a internet based thing as it stands. Um, no holiday episode of Supernatural where they went to Afghanistan. No, not that I'm aware of. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's solely an internet thing. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be any TV or anything about it, but it's quite big on the internet. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it a four for each nil. How about you? Yeah, probably slightly lower. So, I think it's probably one of those things that come out on the internet. It feels like it's a few sort of tall tales from the sort of army that were in Afghanistan. Now, if this was something, I mean, all right, it ties in with the Nephilim slightly there. All of that feels like a bit of a, a retcon. Um, now, if this was something where, you know, it was a local Afghani legend or something and they were building on that, that would mm. give it a bit more staying power for me. I just feel like this is one that might end up kind of going away because it's 
very much at a point in time. Do you know what I mean? Where there was yeah. kind of um, you know people occupying Afghanistan or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know how much long how how long it'll kind of like last. And it hasn't been around for that long. Quite recent, probably not got you know on the internet anything can sort of reach a lot of people, but it's not necessarily got loads of. So yeah, it's gonna be a three for me. Well, that gives us an overall score of thirty nine. So <clears throat> not too bad. Yeah, I'm glad we had a look at it because yeah. it, it, it intrigued me. It was me. an intriguing concept, absolutely. It was an intriguing concept. It didn't manage to uh, necessarily fulfil my wishes for what it was going to be. Um, considering there's so many articles about it, I thought there'd be a bit more to it, but um, yeah. it just seems to be kind of... Well, so many things. One bad apple just makes the whole thing sound. Well, it's worse, a one-off it? incident, but then there's also been other, you know, there's other people yeah. who's claimed to have had sighting. So, you know, there's there's something something there to an extent. Um, it's you know, it's an interesting little phenomena, but uh, yeah, it is. Um, Not much to make knowledge out. Yeah, if yeah. you if you were in Afghanistan and you saw Kandahar Giant, then please let us know at www herb dot legend just walking down port slade or something yeah at gmail.com um yeah just let us know or if there's anything you want us to have a look at or you've got any comments then fine you know do your worst i'm not bothered you bothered neil no do what you like i don't care it's free world exactly get on with it take more than that to hurt us do it yeah go on um yeah (laughs) <laughs> but that's it for this week. We'll be back. Seriously aggressive ending this. <laughs> Next Thursday, um, at the same time, we release at 7 a.m. UK time. So I think might, that's, do, might not. So we go. I think that's early, early in the morning for you guys in America. So you get it early because of the time difference you get it earlier than people do here don't think about it yeah it's just it's not worth it's to do with vortexes and ley lines and just yeah, a lot of complicated mathematics yeah. that you wouldn't want to get into we send um we send the the episodes by concord over yeah. to over you're going to get a portal into hell and then okay boston <laughs> and uh yeah and then that, that wrecks havoc with the whole chronology but don't worry about that Don't worry about it too much. All right, well, have a good week, everyone, and we'll be back with some more nonsense this time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.